Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I feel like a lot has has changed, has happened since we last spoke. We saw a lot, many... a lot has happened. A ton has happened. We uh, might or might not have a new theme song, depending on uh, when you're listening to this and how you're listening to this. Uh, we might or might not be part of the hashtag basketball family, part of a uh, a growing amount of basketball uh, fantasy basketball podcasts that are going to supplement the coverage. Uh, that we already bring everybody, and the Golden State Warriors are the worst team in the league. Yeah, that happened fast, right? We saw Trey Young get hurt, Miles Turner get hurt, and Steph Curry missed three months for breaking his hand, which seemed like an awful long time. Um, and then they just went straight tank, right? They thought, hey, we might actually beat Charlotte. They're not good, so we'll just rest anyone who can play. See what happens, and then they lost. So that was interesting. Uh, this is everyone's already like it's. Re- I, I think this um, season's super interesting because I've enjoyed almost all the basketball I've seen, but like the national narrative is like, oh no, what a terrible uh, year! Everybody's hurt, blah blah blah, all this stuff. And I'm like, actually, I feel like I don't want anybody to be hurt, but like the the basketball is more interesting. The the league is more interesting than it's ever been, and already. You have people being like, this is like the San Antonio Spurs when they got Tim Duncan. It's like, man, it's game five. Like, slow down with your your, your Golden State hot takes. Well, yeah, I know. And I think they do see they see an avenue to add a really talented player. Um, the crazy part is, you know, we saw the uh, they skewed they skewed the lottery odds again um, before the last uh, lottery and. We saw two teams jump up from way down there. So I don't know that they have to tank that hard to get a top pick. Like the lottery odds are a lot flatter now. And basically pretty much almost any team that's in there can, can jump up um, or has a, a much higher percentage chance to jump up. So um, I remember that. I remember that Tyler. I remember the bulls getting jumped by like two or three teams. And uh, once again, but yeah, the, Pel- the Pelicans were quite a ways down there, and they won the thing, right? I mean, they were like, they had like the eighth or ninth worst record. Like, it wasn't like they were anywhere near the bottom. So, um, anything can happen in that lottery. And yeah, you talk about adding a, a top three pick to a healthy Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. That could be dangerous, right? It could be could be dangerous. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't count the Golden State thing as as over over right. It might not it may not go well this year, but um, the I think those three gentlemen will be heard from again. I don't think the that final chapter is written in Golden State, um, and it's there's no final chapter. It's like week three. It's chapter three of a very long fantasy basketball season, and we are here to do our weekly preview. A article that is up on hashtag basketball dot com that tyler writes every week and i actually think we have to start with uh before we do the schedule before we do uh who you should pick up i think we have to start with the golden state warriors and suss out like is there any there there has to be fantasy relevance out of 
two to three of these players simply because they're going to play like 34, 35 minutes a game. You have Glenn Robinson, the third who uh, played uh, the second most minutes against Charlotte, Kyle Bowman, Kai Bowman, not Kyle, just Kai Bowman uh, is owned in 1% of fantasy uh, leagues, uh, played 38 minutes tonight. And uh, Damian Lee is still getting decent minutes. Jordan Poole got good minutes, but he isn't like great. And Willie Cullistein is, is, is ramping back into shape. Um, I don't, I honestly, other than Willie Cauley Stein, who I think can be relevant in standard leagues once he's playing a healthy 30 minutes a game, none of these guys, I can s- just stand here. I guess I'm not standing. I'm actually sitting. That'd be weird if I stood this whole podcast. I'm not that big of a lunatic, Tyler. Um, I cannot sit here and, and recommend any of these players in a standard league. Um, that's fair. That's that's a fair assessment. Um, we talked about this a lot coming into the season, right? That we said, you know, the collection of talent around these three players is subpar. Um, you know, th- it looks like their second round pick, Eric Pashal, he he looked good tonight. Um, he's a fine streamer for next week. Obviously, they play four games, and Draymond Green looks like he's going to miss at least a couple of them. And I mean, why rush back? They're one in five. They've lost four home games. They have not played a, a super, super tough schedule. Um, yeah. So I think he could be interesting, but the problem with him is like, he, he's not getting a ton of rebounds. So it's mostly just some points and he does shoot some three pointers and, you know, maybe, maybe some all right block numbers for him. So that's, that's our guy. Um, I mentioned Jordan Poole. I just think they've got to have somebody that's, you know, going to kind of be a, a scorer. And obviously D'Angelo Russell will do that when he's back, but he has an ankle sprain. He did not play against the Hornets on on Saturday night. Um, I think Poole is the guy they kind of want to take that step forward and, and be that scorer guy. Now he had, you know, five fouls against the Hornets, um, which also maybe limited his minutes just a hair. Um that's the guy I'd be looking at, but his assist numbers I don't think are going to be great. So he's going to be more of like uh, a sixth man scorer type, like just points and threes, which obviously, you know, that limits your fantasy upside as we talk about frequently. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually, I mean, like Jordan Poole's not ready in my opinion. Like he, they're probably going to play him a bit. He's not, I don't think he's ready. Um, a lot of these guys might just be like streams. If you know, like Glenn Robinson, I think they feel is a safe, like he's going to get 36 minutes. Who knows if like he's going to go all, off. They're all streamers. And I think, you know, whatever points they score, I mean, they only scored 87 on Saturday night. And obviously they're just, they're not going to score a ton. Not, not against anybody who can play um, as long as green and Russell and Curry are all out. So I, I just feel like, you know, you're making a gamble on, on any of these guys as far as streaming goes that, like, he's going to get you, you know, 15 points and, and do a little something. But I, I think, you know, if if Jordan Poole or Eric Fischal or any of these guys has a couple of good games and that's, like, where the other team is directing their, their scheme, like, okay, we're going to take Eric Fischal out of this game, he's not going to score. And, and that goes for any of the players that they have playing right now, right? Like it's just none of them are good enough to, to beat the other team's uh, defensive int- intentions. Yeah, like none of them are going to be good enough to be 
you know, top tier, but someone's going to play minutes. Someone's going to be streamable. And this week in week three, the Golden State Warriors do play four times along with 10 other teams this week. So uh, this is a much, much more normal week with teams playing pretty much regular amount of games and uh, a nice variety uh, of, of games throughout the week. There's no, there's only one big uh, night where there's 11 games on Friday and the shortest night at least has four games on Thursday. And you also have the Clippers, the Kings and Utah only playing two games this week. So this is a lot more normal of a week. And I feel like it brings a lot more streaming potential uh, to your week. So Tyler, you know, you're you're out here every single week writing this article for hashtagbasketball.com. Who are some of the guys that you uh, are interested in uh, maybe getting a, a good stream out of? And there's some names on here I already already like, but I want you to I want you to take me with your favorites. Um, so if we're talking like, you know, kind of pick this guy up for the week. Um my my absolute favorite player is probably a maybe a player some of you people listening have never heard of. Uh Gogo Bataze. Which, oh. is a fun, which is a fun Yo. name to say, right? It's a great name. He plays, oh, I, I, I he, dig it. He plays for the Pacers. He's 5% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Um, Miles Turner is out with an ankle injury. Yahoo Sports reported that he is going to miss a couple of weeks. Um, he injured that ankle on, I believe, Wednesday night. It might have been Thursday night. Um, so, obviously, he's not going to play at all in, in week three, right? That's that's kind of how that goes. Um Bataze, we've seen one game so far. He played 25 minutes. He gave you 10 points, nine rebounds, four blocks, and a three-pointer. Um, I think he's what? ready. He's a 20-year-old kid, right? And the minutes are probably going to be limited. Like, they don't – you know, just like the Knicks kind of did with Miles Turner last year. Like, you know, throwing a 20-year-old kid who's not in that fully developed man body out there for 30 minutes is difficult. You know, they foul a little bit too much. They're just not ready for the rigors of that game. So don't expect a ton, a ton of minutes. But this is a guy, I think, who in, you know, 20, 25 minutes can get you some good rebounds, some good blocks. He shoots threes. He's going to score a decent number of points. I think he's going to get you around 10. So, yeah, I'm super interested in this guy. I'm I'm picking him up. I'm using him this week in a weekly league. Um, I'm streaming him in head-to-head leagues for sure. Um, I just think he could be super interesting. I like that pick, actually, uh, in our – quick hit podcast that uh, I did earlier about that um, injury. He was one of the guys I was saying, if you hear any word that he's going to actually play, I would give him a nice little flyer. And those quick hits are now only exclusive to patreon.com slash watching the boxes subscribers. So if you want to get quick hits throughout the rest of the season, you're going to have to subscribe to Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Shout out to all of our subscribers. Uh, I have a question for you, Tyler. I'm sitting in a, oh. in a, in a standard league. I'm streaming. I can do uh, only weekly, only weekly pickups. No, never mind. That's too easy because one of these guys only plays two games this week. I can do daily pickups. Rashawn uh, Holmes or Gogo Baditza? Oh, oh, I'm going for Goga. I just feel like the Kings have Dwayne Denman, and they, I don't think, have decided yet which one of those guys they really want to play the minutes and, and play with which group of players. So that's a little bit hairy there. Um, you know, Rashawn Holmes has had some really good games in his career, and he can do a lot of things, including shoot three-pointers and, 
you know, protect the rim and, and get some blocks. But I think he's been fairly inconsistent. So I'm going to go with Goga, a guy I, I, I really liked in the draft. I thought he was a really good player. And um, someone who, you know, with given this opportunity, I feel like is going to run with it and be a little bit more consistent than Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, I feel like this is um, – I actually feel like this is a real toss-up. I don't think I can really go either way. Um, in the Utah game, Holmes ended up only playing 20 minutes. That might have soured a lot of people, but he was in foul trouble. But those two games before, before that, yeah, but Denver and Charlotte, you're looking at like uh, someone who's getting like 20 and 10 with two and a half blocks. It's very, it's very, very nice that line. Yeah, but that's the Rashawn Holmes experience. Like the foul trouble is part of it. That was a big problem when he when he played for Philly was, you know, he'd have two or three really good games and then like he'd play eight, 10 minutes because he fouled five times in eight minutes and they just didn't even want to put him back on the court. Cause they're like, well, dude, you just foul like two seconds after you get out there. Yes. That is the only issue with him. But when he's not in foul trouble, he is kind of a monster can put up a monster line. I'm not sure Goga can put up a monster line he might be more consistent maybe but he's still you know he's still a rookie he's still probably gonna get uh into rookie trouble as as most rookies do um and i've i've seen holmes play 35 minutes and get the full backing of the king's um uh you know starting lineup while goga came in off the bench granted he played 25 minutes against cleveland uh, and it was it, 10, nine, a three and four blocks is, is a fairly nice line um, for, for someone you picked off, off the waiver wire. Oh. He's owned, he's owned in like 2% of leagues or something like that. 5% of leagues. You know, and, and, and for this week too, you know, Goga's playing four games and Rashawn Holmes is playing two. So that's what we're saying. Right. And yes. um, that's one the over real Sean, kicker here. Well, and Ron over Sean Holmes's games is against the, the Raptors in Toronto. And, I don't really see Rashawn Holmes doing that great against Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol. Yeah, that, that, feels like, that feels like veterans who are going to get him into foul trouble. Yes, sir. And then they play the Hawks at the Hawks in the other game. Um, Let's which... actually look at uh, Indiana's schedule. They got Chicago. They're terrible. Uh, followed by Charlotte, Matchup. Washington, Detroit, and Orlando. That's, that's Those are nice Those are nice games to play interested to see how he does against you know the, the likes of andre drummond and the likes of uh thomas bryant this week you know how many minutes can he play and you know can he fend off those guys especially a guy like drummond who you know will attack the basket and, and potentially get goga in foul trouble so that, that'll be interesting to see i uh i actually hope goga goes off this week i think that'll be a lot of fun it'll add a nice little thread uh and i think it will kick down the whole the NBA is not interesting anymore because there's injuries to the best players. Uh, boo-hoo. Um, no, this is like every team has some, some sort of interesting <laughs> so, so thread. I was, I was going to ask you this um, like I usually do, right? I usually ask you, you know, what you're at the end, what you're looking forward to next week. Um, you probably have not looked this over, but I did because I, I like to inform listeners. I've been looking over the national TV schedule for – you know, the, the average fan. And this week, I feel like maybe the worst national TV schedule fans have ever gotten. Okay, you ready to hear the games? Now, it depends on if you count NBA TV games or not, because there's a lot of those this week and not as many on the other stations. Um, but here are the games. Pelicans at Nets and Blazers at Warriors. Oh, that's, on Mon- that's on Monday. Then Tuesday, there's only one. It's Lakers at Bulls. 
which is going to be a blowout. Yep. Um, then Wednesday, the two ESPN games are the Warriors at the Rockets, which is a bad game. And then the Bucks at the Clippers, which is finally a good game. We were three days in and we finally got a good game. So here's the TNT games. The first one is Boston at Charlotte and then Portland at LA. But LA is on the second night of a back-to-back. So you're only going to get Kawhi Leonard against either Milwaukee or Portland. So I feel like the sting is going to be out of one of those two games. Then Friday, you got Cleveland at Washington is the first and only ESPN game. The second game is on NBA TV, and it's Heat at Lakers. I actually think that game will uh, that game could be interesting. Heat at Lakers one. Yeah, I actually think that could be interesting. Yeah, so that's what I mean though. But like, how many games did I list there? Like eight, and there's like two that you're like, Like, oh, or three that you're like, oh, that sounds good, and the other ones you're like, uh, oh man, I gotta watch that. And there's only about two of those that I actually want to watch. If Cle- Cleveland being on a national TV game is honestly, I think it's offensive. Uh, I just don't know why they would bother. Uh, it's insulting, well, personally. <laughs> I just feel like you know, if you look at the slates on on some of those days, there's just a lot of other games I'd rather see. Like, why is Philly against Phoenix not on on Monday in, instead of Portland and Golden State? Why is you know, like a lot of these games, like why didn't we not just like switch it? Like, you know, put on a different game. Like, don't put on that. Put on Orlando and Dallas on Wednesday over Golden State and Houston. Yeah, that I, th- they needed to be able to flex. Like, uh, the next um, <laughs> Minnesota Philly game is not on national TV. It one hundred percent should be because those suspensions will be up, and everyone's going to want to watch that game. Oh, dude, that is gonna be that's gonna be a fun fun time. I like how he keeps saying he's not gonna talk any more trash. It's maybe my favorite part about it. Yeah, I'm just, just I'm not I'm not gonna talk any more trash. Um, okay, so sure. I believe he it. he has a very interesting schedule this week, right? Is he back for Monday's game? Uh, have they played two games yet? I don't think so. I think he's not back. Let me let me double check that. I don't think Embiid is bad. But regardless, they play Phoenix on Monday. But if that's the last game of his suspension, um, no, they play the Trailblazers right now. Then they play Phoenix on Monday. So, um, yep. so he's out. But then on Wednesday they're at Utah. So it's him against Rudy Gobert. Fun. Then on Friday they're at Denver. So it's him against Jokic. So fun. And then Sunday, it's Charlotte at Philly, so not quite as fun. But there's two. His first two games back from the suspension are two heavyweight showdowns. That's great. Like, he's going to be (laughs) well-rested. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Awesome. And that's what I mean. I feel like both those games probably should be on national TV. (laughs) Like, it's something I want to see. I want to see him beat on national TV all the time. I don't know why they're not on national TV more. I mean, and, and we get, and I get it's early in the season. Like as an, and as the NBA, you want to give exposure to every team because they're, every team has it, some fan base. And I get that part of it, but like, just like put, put, I'm, I'm more into this too. Like put two middling teams against each other. So at least it's an exciting game. Don't want to see a damn like, blowout. Right, that's what I mean. I don't want to see, you know, like the Cavaliers play the Nuggets anyone. in I don't Denver. Want to play anyone. 
that's what I mean. It's like, you know, if you got to put them on, number one, put them on NBA TV. Number two, put them, put it like Cavaliers against Wizards. So at least it's like a close game. I agree. I completely agree. Um, I think week three is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, some of the guys that you have here in uh, your list of, of pickups, I mean, it's just people that a couple of them are just people that still haven't been picked up by uh, a lot of people in Yahoo leagues. Uh, Matisse Thibault is still a great streamer. He's going to get you those steals and blocks numbers. I think that's going to be, um, you might as well just put that at the top of your, your weekly um, article. It's just like, by the way, remember Matisse Thibault's still out there. Like that should be just, you shouldn't even count that in your top 10 because it should be always in your top 10. Um, and then, also, once again, the, the percentage on Marco Fultz has not gone up, and I think he's got a lot of um, good potential, especially rest of season, to become a very solid to good standard league rosterable player. Oh, yeah, and we talk about this a lot, right? He's just got a good, like, you know, kind of permanent game. And so, you know, just a, he just needs a few more minutes. He needs to get, like, over that kind of, you know, 28, you know, 26, 28 threshold, and he's going to be good. Um, you know, good steals, good rebounds, good assists. He can block a shot or two, score a little bit. Um, yeah, I feel like he's going to be real, real interesting. Um, I bumped him down on this week's list a little bit just because I thought, you know, he's kind of still hovering in that 21, 22 minute range. And when you play that many minutes, right, there's just the, the lot greater chance that you have the, the dud game or two, right. That you do the, you know, I had three assists and five points, but I didn't really get any opportunity to do much else. The guy that surprised me from the Magic was Terrence Ross, getting dropped a ton just because he's missing his shots. But, I mean, this is a guy who averaged 15.1 points, 2.73 pointers, and almost a steal a game last year. And he's basically playing the exact same role in the Magic. He's going to do the same thing. He's the six-man scorer. Like, he's shooting like 26% so far this year, which... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but I don't think anybody for the season that played more than five games shot under 26% last year, or even 26%. Like, that's just not, not even not, the, the, not even Terry Rozier. So I mean, so it's like, um, he's going to be really good. So if you if he's dropped in your league, um, yeah, take him four games this week. Magic have a fairly good schedule. Um, yeah, give me some Terrence Ross. I can get them. Uh, this week is very, very good for back-to-backs, very, very good for streaming. And you're going to have to maximize your back-to-backs, as I say, as we say, like get those extra games out of your pickups. Um, and one of the first back-to-backs is a team that I'm at, like that you were just talking about, Kevin uh, Herter. The rest of the Atlanta Hawks are kind of an interesting bunch. Jabari Parker comes off the bench and scores in bunches. Um, with Trey Young out, Bimri is getting a lot more minutes. Hunter is getting a little bit more minutes. And Alex Lynn is always kind of like decent as a streamer as well. So like that Atlanta Hawks team is a really good team to pay attention to when they have a good back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday being uh, probably the best team that you can get a, a large group of pickups, depending on what you think you might need for this week on Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, they play the Spurs and, and the Bulls at home too so you know they got back-to-back home games which doesn't happen that often um which you really like right and you know the spurs are going to play some good defense but chicago isn't so um 
some some fantasy goodness there. Um, does Jabari want to stick it to the Bulls, right? We've talked about those crazy narratives that people talk about that probably don't mean anything. Um, but, yeah, I, I like all those guys, to be honest with you. Um, Hunter is actually probably the one that, that worries me the most just because I think he's been just super up and down so far. And um, you know, it's always a worry for rookies, and I think he's just kind of adjusting to the league. So I, I think, you know, when we get to December, January, that he's going to be a much more um, likely streamer for me than he is right now. going to take a while. It's definitely going to take a while. Um, what do you think about the uh, fact that Maria Hazonia started against Philly tonight? Do you think it's just kind of like a weird coincidence considering everybody's injured? So Matisse Tybold also got the start, but he played 16 minutes and still got two seals in a block per usual. That's his style. But Mario Hazonia is someone we've seen be fantasy relevant in the past. And um, against Philly – uh, this Portland team, first off, um, one, they beat Philly. And two, um, Mario Hazonia played 32 minutes, had 11 points, 11 rebounds, two steals, and four assists. Pretty nice outing for Mario Hazonia, who, like I said, has been standardly relevant when he plays those those types of minutes. Yeah, so what what happened here, right, was, you know, Hassan Whiteside was out, Zach Collins was out, and we talked about this the other day, like Portland doesn't really have like, that's what's kind of weird about them starting those two guys is they don't really have any other centers other than those two players. So they had really no choice, but to go super small. So what they could have done was, you know, gone all out small and played, you know, Anthony Tolliver or Scalabossier at the five and played four basically guards. Um, they chose to play, they chose to start two of the forwards they have on the roster. Like this, this roster is so weird. They have three what I would consider forwards, other than Zach Collins and Hassan Whiteside. That's Tolliver, Mario Hazonia, and Scalabossier. That's it. Three forwards, Mike. How how do you have a roster with two centers and three forwards and nobody else? Like, um, eh, I have no idea. Seems like a dumb idea. I mean, and then everybody else they have is a guard. We have just. We are really into guards in Portland. Um, so, yeah, if, if Whiteside's going to remain out and Collins is going to remain out, Hazonia's going to remain starting. And as you saw in this game, like, they don't really have any choice but to play him 30-some minutes because Anthony Tolliver really can't handle that workload at, at his age, I don't think. Playing Scal 30 minutes just isn't something that's possible because he will probably foul out. So, um yeah, Hazonia could be interesting next week, um, depending on how long those two guys are out. I heard a, a report that they don't think that Zach Collins' shoulder injury is that bad and that he might come back toward the end of next week, which... Really, um, I feel like... Uh, I think I saw something just recently on Twitter, and if I can find it, I can verify it, uh, that Zach Collins is, go- is about to have soldier- so- shoulder... Shoulder... Sh- had a stroke. Oh, um, all right. ESPN just reported that he is going to have shoulder surgery. Let's see this. Yeah. I am excited. Oh, this is like this. A, this is only a couple hours ago. He's going to have sh- shoulder surgery, so that's probably half the season. Probably more, depending on what he's going to have, what procedure he's going to have. Um. Yeah, that's that's not good. 
Uh, yeah. Timeline will be determined. So yeah. even if Whiteside plays, um, depending on the team they're matching up against, I could see his own. You're playing a lot more minutes now. Unless they're going to trade for a f- forward. You know what I mean? They, they, deep league. Just, they need a forward. They, Tyler, they deep a league. Forward. Guess who's now relevant uh, in deep leagues? Scalabassier. One of my favorite uh, your players. Man, your man. Your Huckleberry. Your Huckleberry. Here's the, here's the other the thing, too. You know, um, we, we've seen Whiteside miss a, a fair amount of games in the past, and he missed, you know, on Saturday with a knee injury. So, yeah. I mean, this team is is in a weird way now, for sure, especially if Zach Collins is going to miss a long time, which is what it sounds like here. Um, I'd actually like to nominate uh, Mario Hazonia to get snuck in as a honorable mention in the uh, Tyler Watts top 10 pickups for this week with a, uh, if you go out to hashtag basketball.com and go to the advanced NBA schedule, which is easily the best NBA schedule on the internet. That's no joke. I use it every, almost every other day. Um, the Portland Trailblazers play four games, Warriors, Clippers, Brooklyn, Atlanta. All of those feel like Mario Hazonia's type of a team that he would play against. Yeah, I mean, none of those teams are going to play super, super big. Um, yeah, Clippers in. Brooklyn's got, you know, Jared Allen. They're going to have to do something there. Atlanta's not enormous. Golden State is going to play Len, but not, not a lot else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hazonia could be good. Um, I'm super interested to see, too. You know, Hazonia talked about a lot uh, this offseason about how he basically should have went to Portland last year. And, you know, Portland made him a, a good offer, but he wanted to play for the Knicks because he thought that was going to be a better opportunity for minutes. And, um, yeah, that didn't work out. Um, Azonia always and, is a he's, – he's a little bit of a tease so far in his career, right? We can both agree with that. Like, we, we see a game that we're like, damn, man, that was good. I want to pick that guy up. And then usually when you pick him up and you're holding him, he's bad. Not good. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, that's that's not – I'm not – it's not to be rude. That's just to say, like, it – she hasn't been great. I can relate. So, I can relate. Um, here's the thing I'll say about, you know, this early season with, with the Blazers. He's, he's been rebounding the ball very well. You know, he's only averaging 20 minutes a game. He's averaging over five and a half rebounds, which is very, very good um, in 20 minutes um, for a guy who's not super um, big guy, but he's not doing anything else. And that's, that's worrying. Um, so he had, he had a good game against Philly, but I'm still kind of concerned that he doesn't quite have it together yet. Um, as far as my top ten pickups, right? Got some new information. Maybe add a, add this to the to the list here. Um, I would definitely consider him over um, some of these guys, but I would probably like. W- would you rather have Jay Crowder or Mario Hazonia? I mean, if you're shooting for the moon, you might rather have Mario Hazonia there. Um, I think I'd, I'd rather have Mario, especially with that little back-to-back that he has. And, you know, back-to-back, granted that second part of that back-to-back is on Friday where there's 11 teams playing. But if you can sub, maybe get rid of somebody who's not playing, who's only playing Friday. And uh, you got Hazonia playing Thursday, Friday, Sunday. And basically everybody else is maybe just playing Friday, Sunday, you can get a Thursday game in. So you get one extra game. Not the best back-to-back because, like, your Friday is probably already full. But 
he's going to play four games this week. So that's super positive. Fact, fact, fact. And then, like you mentioned, the matchups are uh, fairly good. You know, that Clippers team um, is on the second one back-to-back there too, right? It would be nicer to have the uh, pseudo back-to-back, the Thursday, Saturday back-to-back. Um, it does it only looks like you got a few teams, uh, Charlotte, Oklahoma City, with Nerlens Noel being, you know, your old school deep uh, guy, Spurs, um, as the only people doing that that third or that Thursday Saturday back to back. Look for Hornets though. Like just look for you know we talk about those Charlotte guys a lot. You know the PJ Washingtons, um, the Devonte Grahams, all those guys. You know the, the three or four guys there that have been playing the big minutes. Um, Cody Zeller. Those guys have all been picked up in around 60% of leagues, so they didn't make the article. But perhaps yours is a league of that 40% where they're not owned. Um, those guys would all be super interesting on that Thursday, Saturday, you know, kind of pseudo back-to-back there. I would think actually any of those Charlotte guys who are producing playing good minutes uh, right now, if they're hanging around on your waiver wire, just go ahead and, and get them in your, in your roster this week. Uh, fact, like, four games. like PJ Washington looks good. Um, you know, Devonta Graham looks good. He had a bad game on Saturday great night, assist. but great assist. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like all those guys, he pick them up, own them. Like those guys have a good shot to be top 100 players. Like every team has a couple top 100 players at least. Um, there's a, there's a good chance that you picked up somebody in those like last three or four rounds. That's like a good name value. Um, and they're not really producing. And since you got in the last three or four rounds, it's not like they're going to be top 50 players. So take that name value, shop it around. If you don't get anything, pick up one of these Charlotte guys. Just get them off the waiver wire. They 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 are playing so well that they do not deserve to be on the waiver wire. I'm with you there. Look ahead to week four. We do have a, a, a few teams able to pull off the Sunday-Monday stream uh, in case you want to get that. Extra start on next week when you're already dominating your league. Um, Minnesota Toronto, and Toronto, both a Sunday-Monday matchup for a back-to-back. Toronto that's doesn't move, too, which that's that's positive, right? They play the Lakers and the Clippers, so they are staying in L.A., whereas the Timberwolves play at home on Sunday, then they go to Detroit. Um, so what that's worth right makes it a little easier on toronto um yeah the streamers weren't great on these two teams which was a little bit unfortunate um josh akogi maybe one of the best steel streamers on the wire like he in basically 21 minutes a game got you 1.2 steals last year um he's playing a little bit more than that this year so steel's probably going to go up uh shabazz napier averaging almost five assists and 1.3 steals um so far, so he's he's been looking good. And then the Raptors don't have a lot because Mike's man, OG Ananobi, has been picked up in more than fifty percent of leagues. Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm changing the I'm changing the dialogue out here, Tyler. I'm I'm an inf- I'm an influencer at this point. Um, I think you just secretly uh, play in enough Yahoo leagues to up the percentage yourself. Just pick up that many players, like the same player that many times, and it goes up like five percent. Just just yourself. Tyler, I think that's against my privacy rights to actually know whether or not that is true. So I am not going to disclose that information. Hmm. Okay, so that's a yes, right? You don't even have to tell me. I know, I know. I've been talking to you long enough. I know that's a yes. Like, your 257 Yahoo leagues are enough to influence the percentage. That either confirm nor deny. All I know is that I am an influencer uh, 
on the OG and Anobi pickup situation. So go, guys, it's it's still too low. It's still too low. Go pick up OG and Anobi. He's my favorite pickup of week two. And now he's he's about to be my favorite pickup of week three if you guys don't go pick him up right now. Um. So, yeah, so that about wraps this up. But I would like to know if there's anything that you, sir, are looking forward to this week. Um, well, I still am going to keep an eye on that Golden State Warriors team just because something has to come out of that due to the fact that there's just so much minutes left uh, and for, t- for people to, to grab. Here's the here's the bad part about that, okay? They play Portland on Monday. I would assume they're at home, but they haven't won a home game yet. I'm assuming they're going to get absolutely blown out. They play on Wednesday against the Rockets, and I'm assuming they're going to get absolutely blown out. Then they play a Friday-Saturday back-to-back against Minnesota and Oklahoma City. I don't know that any of those guys are ready for a back-to-back, so I'm assuming against Oklahoma City they're probably going to get absolutely blown out. Um, And obviously if if Draymond and and D'Angelo Russell stay out, yeah, it's going to be a rough, rough week for them, and I don't know how much you're going to learn when they're getting beat by – 30 or 40 every every night it's gonna be gross um but you know what that's karma for leaving oakland for leaving oracle i think it's just karma tyler that's the, that's what happens when you get greedy. Like the, the mayor of oakland or maybe just like some slum underlord man put a hex on them or something and now they just can't break it for i doubt it like, he you know some of that voodoo magic or whatnot i don't know i don't know anything about it but it sounds like it could be real These your things have happened in sports the goat, the the goat curse lasted over a hundred years in Chicago. You know, there's a lot. the The Cleveland Browns have been trash for twenty people's lifetimes. It's been it's really sad uh, for those people. Not it's even more sad that they had to live in Cleveland, though. That that has to suck. Dude, you but, you and the city of uh, Cleveland are gonna have to fight at some point. Like, I'm gonna set up like a duel. There's just gonna be like random guys from Cleveland who come on here and yell at you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's well it's fun. not really it's not really fair because like if i fought cleveland they would just throw me into the river that's on fire and they have an <laughs> advantage they have an advantage they have a river that's on fire that i could be thrown into like that's it's just not fair it's not a fair fight it sounds fair to me that's fire cleveland come at me i don't give a shit i'm at watch the boxes that is it on twitter so feel free to hit me up on that um, you're not I looking for just Golden State. You're looking forward to watching oh. Golden State get pounded I mean, four times. That's it. I'm looking forward like to seeing who plays. Indiana is someone I'm going to watch as well, and uh, the Pelicans. I'm going to still continue to keep an eye on. I am looking forward to the four games of Giannis and the Bucks on the road in all four games against four Western Conference teams, um, including the Clippers and the Jazz. I'm looking forward to that schedule. I just feel like. Um, will be some exciting games. I didn't realize that means Towns is going to be out for that matchup due to the suspension. And uh, one of the one of the one of the better games I've ever seen live was a few years ago when I saw Towns and Giannis um, match up, and it was like watching a different brand of basketball. They were both s- s- close to seven feet tall. They're all they're they're all over the court. They're running around screens like they're both like incredible offensive specimens. Uh, Giannis is a, is a great deep boat just all around. He's the MVP of the damn league. Uh, it was like watching the new NBA like f- come into formation in Milwaukee when I went up there a couple years ago. And uh, to see them at, um, you know, they're still super young, but they're having incredible years. 
it's kind of kind of sad that we didn't get to see them play. I guess we'll probably see them play later this year in Milwaukee. Maybe I'll pop up to that game. Yeah, that's just a one-off though now, which is disappointing. Watching those two battle is always a good time. Absolutely. I think that's it for the previews for week three. Like I said, you can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. Tyler, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. That's right. Um, if you want to support the show or you want access to these podcasts before everybody else in your league or you want exclusive uh, quick hit podcasts, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, this is now part of the hashtag basketball network of podcasts, but we will still be bringing you the same podcasts that we always have every week along with these quick hits on Patreon. Uh, we'll just be part of a, a larger feed with other podcasts. So hopefully you keep listening, you listen to those, and we will see you next time.